The city of San Diego has taken its first steps to transform Mission Valley into a more walkable community. Tuesday night, the new community plan was approved, which effectively sets new rules for developers when it comes to building anything in the community. The idea is to increase density while highlighting the San Diego River, something that the previous plan didn't do. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Jennifer Van Grove, you cover growth and development for the Union Tribune, and there are some big developments ongoing in Mission Valley with a new plan that was approved by the City Council. Why don't you give us the overview of it? So the Mission Valley Community Plan, um, it allows 28,000 new residential units, which is up to 50,000 people at build-out in, in 2015. That's that's kind of the core of the mm-hmm. plan. Um, and that might sound like a lot of people for an area that we all know is pretty congested. However, the community plan is based around the city's um, ideology of urban villages. And because Mission Valley has the trolley line that runs through it, the whole focus of the plan is kind of to reshape Mission Valley. Re, like, think about it um, as a transit center and refocus everything towards the trolley and the river and get the biking and pedestrian paths needed to kind of create connections between large developments and this this transit line. And what exactly are these neighborhood plans? It's not something that people are probably regularly in contact with. Yeah, you know, that's such a good point. And I, you know, I try to like make it as simple as possible in the story. So uh, the, the community plan is a 30-year land use and policy document that lays the groundwork for everything that can and cannot be built in in the community as it's defined in the plan. And so when we're talking about the Mission Valley Community Plan, we're talking about updating a document that was first adopted in 1985. Mm-hmm. And um, according to city planners, it's past its shelf life. So this new plan, they started the process. It's a very long process to come up with a community plan. They started it in 2015, and I think they started the environmental review of that plan in 2017. It's gone through 30 different public meetings. It's gone through the planning commission, which kind of took the first pass at the regulatory level. And then the city's land use and housing committee looked at it. And then finally, city council approved it on Tuesday. Yeah. So this is basically like the top level zoning kind of goals of a community, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So it kind of sets the standard for what is allowed. It doesn't necessarily guarantee that anything is going to happen because really developers are developers and whatever the city chooses to take on as far as capital improvement projects, Mm -hmm. that is all going to shake out based on market conditions. And when I say market conditions, it's the economy. It's you know um, what people in San Diego can afford, where they want to live, um, whether there's demand for hotel, whether there's demand for office. That's what I mean when I say market conditions. All those things they're going to shake out in in a different way than maybe we can possibly expect right now. But the community plan sets the rules. It's the guidebook. If you want to build in Mission Valley, you will need to do it this way. And we're going to tell you how to do it this way so that you know you can get some certainty 
um, on your project, but then we can also get what we want. And the city wants a focus on, you know, making Mission Valley a walker's paradise, a biker's paradise, um, and very connected to mm-hmm. transit. And so where exactly would they put all of this new housing and what would it look like? So it's it's kind of complicated. So um, I guess at the beginning of the process, um, Nancy Graham, who is leading the planning effort on behalf of the city, um, she collaborated with community stakeholders and, um, and they kind of looked at, they did a map atlas, maybe I'm using the wrong term, but they looked at all the properties in Mission Valley that might come up for redevelopment. So they mm-hmm. know that developers come to them and they want to do XYZ project and you know to accomplish that they need some sort of amendment to the existing community plan or some um, complex permit. So they they ran a bunch of numbers and they identified different sites through Mission Valley that could be redeveloped and then based on that they kind of organized the plan into four so-called urban villages. Mm -hmm. So you have the western side, um, and that is primarily residential focus. And that side also includes the Riverwalk Golf Course, Mm -hmm. which is going through the redevelopment process on a project level right now that's being studied um, uh, in the environmental stage. So that's the western. You have the central with the central part of Mission Valley, that's going to be what they envision as the central business district. Um, the eastern part of Mission Valley, which is like kind of your highest density uses, and then south of eight, which is all commercial, which is the way it is now. And there was a little bit of controversy with the property owners south of eight because they wanted um, a little bit more flexibility if they wanted to redevelop their properties and turn them also into residential. But the city decided to keep those all office. But so each little area should have its own character. Um, and the, the characters were identified based on what properties the city felt likely were going to come mm-hmm. up for redevelopment. And you mentioned earlier that the previous plan has kind of outlived its shelf life. What are some of the things that were in this plan that this new plan is seeking to remedy? So I think the really big thing is what's called the mixed use um, zone. It's a brand new to the city zone. Um, and so Mission Valley had all sorts of different zones. All those zones are now going away. And they had community planned ordinance, PDO. Uh, that's a whole nother ball game. But that's all getting, that's all going away. That's being wiped out. And in its place are city-based zones. The mixed use is brand new to the city. Mission Valley will be the very first community to get it. And it allows more flexibility as far as use goes. So mixed use um, is residential, it's office, it's um, other commercial, so retail, and uh, it it allows for change over time mm-hmm. as well. But with that mixed-use zone, there are, there are very um, interesting restrictions. As a developer, I want to build a project. If my land is zoned mixed-use, I have to have pedestrian paseos, which means I have to have walkways in my project that connect not only you know, through my project, but to other projects and possibly even to the San Diego River. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like all the new projects going on downtown that have that mixed people can live and work in the same relative space, right? right? But it's more than that. They have to be connected off outside of the project as well. Like Mm -hmm. the city does not want standalone independent developments that are just kind of like their own little cities. They want these developments to connect to each other, Mm -hmm. to really create that that framework where you feel like you can go in between them as a member of the public, as someone who lives there, as someone who works there, just kind of 
move through Mm -hmm. all these projects. And where do developers stand on this kind of interwoven development? I, well, I, I, my sense is most developers really like the mixed use zone because it gives them um, certainty at a project level mm-hmm. that if they want to build something, that they know that they they'll have an easier time getting the permits. So there's there's discretionary permits and then there's ministerial permits, and ministerial permits are basically like by right. And so if you want to build a project, um, you'll have a lot more certainty that you'll you'll just need to go through this ministerial permitting process which is faster which mm-hmm. makes it more efficient and affordable for the developer to build. So I would say developers really like this this zoning, they like the density of the zoning, they like the, you know, the the parking aspect of it. Um they there's a lot to like mm-hmm. about this mixed use zone. I would I will say there is concern south of I8 where it's zoned commercial, totally different zoning. Mm-hmm. Can have residential use and commercial. There is concern from property owners south of eight that they won't be able to redevelop their property and meet market needs. So, John Hine, John Hine Mazda, he wants to eventually, maybe in the near future, kind of downsize the the dealership there. Yeah, and potentially, you know have some sort of residential use on site, which is which is actually on trend with what we're seeing as far as dealerships, even in San Diego, but also around the country. Mm-hmm. So one other part that's important to note about this is just the importance of connecting other neighborhoods in Mission Valley. We have a lot of uh, interstates that go through it and things like that. How does this plan affect kind of the people being able to travel through it? That is an interesting question. So Mission Valley, I would say, has a... Some might say a traffic problem. I don't know if I would say that it has a traffic problem. But we know that it is difficult to travel at Mission Valley in Mission Valley most of the time. And we also know that two-thirds of people in Mission Valley right now coming and going are commuters. So the idea here with this plan is to write the balance by creating increasing the density. To, um, they will get, you know, planners want more housing. Um, and they want more housing so that they can write the balance of people who live and work in Mission Valley, which in theory reduces the amount of vehicle miles traveled per person. Mm-hmm. However, so the the total impact as far as traffic, it's supposed to be um, a 43% increase from 1.65 million miles per day. So it's total to 2.36 million miles per day. And that's going to create very significant impacts on roadways, on freeway segments, um, at intersections. There are significant impacts that are not going to be mitigated for. The city identified ways to kind of lessen those. You know, mm-hmm. in theory, you could widen the roads. And if you widen the roads, then you're going to reduce traffic congestion. But the cities not want to widen roads. They want infrastructure for bike paths. So, you know, they might even condensed mm-hmm. roads. However, people will get, well, I don't want to say will get, the plan envisions two new north-south connections, which is extremely important. If you've traveled through Mission Valley, you know east-west, you have mm-hmm. those really big roads. It's very hard to get north and south. So one of those north-south connections is um, going to be through the future Riverwalk development. And it's a bridge over the river that would kind of run north-south even over the 8 freeway. Uh-huh. And another one is over at Fenton Parkway. 
Um, and both of those are designed to create connection to transit stations right now, so that uh, right in that area. So there is a transit station that is proposed to be built as part of the Riverwalk development, and then mm-hmm. there's the Fenton um, Parkway Transit Station, which is on the stadium mm-hmm. site right now. And so the idea is if we get these north-south connectors, we'll take some pressure off east-west streets. Mm-hmm. So the plan does kind of envision the, the reality that we put all of our interstates in this community, we have to still, you know, have people be able to travel through it relatively fast. Yeah. So Scott Sherman, um, yes, Scott Sherman, he's the council member for this district um, or for this neighborhood. He, you know, said yesterday, I need these connectors. I absolutely have to have these connectors. And the reason he kind of made that case is because they're a little bit controversial, um, especially the one through the Riverwalk um, project, because it is going over the San Diego River. Mm -hmm. And the San Diego River is the organizational spine of this neighborhood, according to the community plan. Um, and planners do think that they want to, you know, they want to celebrate the, the river and they want to, you know, kind of turn Mission Valley's attention to the river as opposed to away from the river. However, environmentalists say you build a bridge over the river, you're affecting that habitat and then you're kind of destroying, you know, some of the natural occurring mm-hmm. um, things that happen there, including floods. Right. So yeah. flooding sounds bad, but you want flooding, I guess or a little bit of flooding in that area to kind of wash the muck out, mm-hmm. so to speak. And and pollution has been a problem. I'm probably doing a time. terrible job explaining the point of view. But basically, <laughs> environmentalists don't want roads over, building roads over, mm-hmm. over rivers. It makes sense because for wildlife and things like that, it drives them away. Yeah, and there are some really, I guess, interesting species that, that call San Diego River their home, which... I don't think most of us think about. We don't necessarily pay too much attention to the San Diego River, but uh, the San Diego River Park Foundation was kind of created to get us to think about it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so they, they really do want to maintain the, the habitat that's there now. So at this point, are there any further steps to kind of solidify this plan, or is it good to go for when a developer wants to build something in the future? Well, I you know, I think there's the technicality of the, the paperwork, but city council's action, um, they adopted the plan, they certified the EIR, so now it's just a matter of codifying it um, and, you know, putting those zones, the new zones, into effect. But, I mean, the next big project that, well, actually, that's not true, I should, because any project in the pipeline now won't necessarily conform uh-huh. to the community plan. It it's, depends on when it, they applied for permits and all that stuff. But the next big project we're going to see, which is the Riverwalk project, that is a mixed-use project that's very in line with this community plan, and those developers have been working with the city. So, yes, it will conform to the community plan. But, yeah, going forward... This is this is the vision for Mission Valley. And uh, all of this also includes what's going on with SDSU West. How is that affected? So it's really interesting. So the community plan doesn't put too much attention onto the stadium site, right, which is the 164 acres that the city owns. However, they do kind of draw a box around the area, noting that it's subject to a site plan, right? So something specific to that site or campus master plan. And we know that San Diego State... They have started their uh, campus master plan process to uh, redevelop 132 of those acres for a satellite campus and a new stadium. What's kind of interesting is they have started their planning process before they've acquired the land. So the land is still owned by the city. They Mm -hmm. want to buy it from the city. 
everyone's still in negotiations. There's there's not a lot being said because they're controversial or not controversial. I guess they are controversial, but they're confidential, more importantly. And uh, so, but we are getting an update on. Um, the EAR process from San Diego State. So representatives from um, that group, they're going to be telling the city's Land Use and Housing Commission about the EAR. And I think even though it sounds boring, probably some interesting things are going to come out of that discussion. And, you know, the, the city council has been vocal in the past about wanting as many updates as possible about this project. Mm-hmm. And so, so they're not things- blindsided by anything. Yeah, exactly. And it's a fair point of view. So I guess just stay tuned. All right. Jennifer Van Grove, thank you so much. Thank you. In other business news, electric vehicle sales are up statewide, mostly due to Tesla. More than 50,000 were sold in the first half of the year, and that's good news for the environment. But electric vehicles still represent only 5.5% of California car sales. Compared to gas-powered cars, EVs are the more expensive ones because of the battery. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. Try some of our other podcasts, too. Our Ideas and Opinion team hosts The Conversation, which features interviews with newsmakers and experts about San Diego news and issues. Our sports department hosts Hot Lava about all things Padres. To see all of our audio offerings, go to uniontrip.com slash podcasts. Until next time.